All right, welcome to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. I am Caleb, and with me as always is Brandon. And we had another full weekend of football, this one even more so than the last because the NFL officially has kicked off and kick off in unique fashion it did. First, you had the uh, exciting Brady show for Thursday Night Football. So that was always fun to watch because that was a good game. And then you had an interesting Lions game. Yeah, very interesting. So that was uh, not at all what I think anybody expected. And I guess, you know, no beating around the bush. Let's just kind of jump into things. And Brandon, you can take things away with the Lions to get started. Yeah, so the Lions played the 49ers. Um, they ended up losing that game. Um, man, I really thought that was going to be like a crazy blowout. <laughs> uh, I think we both kind of felt that way. And, you know, the way the game was playing out, the, the score ended up being closer, I guess, than the game was. I mean, they made, did make it interesting at the end. Uh, it was 41 to 33 Niners. Uh, the Lions did score 16 points in the fourth quarter, <laughs> like <laughs> some short, short time. Um, for a second there, I wondered if they were going to pull it off. And I said to my father-in-law, I was like, I bet you if they had Matthew Stafford, they would have won that game. He always seemed to find a way to pull things out at the end. Uh, yeah, I, I was kind of thinking that too, when it was happening, I was just like, oh my gosh, it's just like almost as if Stafford never left. But then I was thought about too. And, you know, the Lions always stuck in games, but it didn't always mean that they came back and won. Yeah. So, yeah, it's true. Um, it did make it entertaining because it was getting pretty boring there for a while. Hmm. Um, I will say I'll give the Lions numbers. Uh, Jared Goff went. 38 for 57 for 338 yards, three touchdowns, and one horrible pick six. <laughs> that was bad, really bad. Uh, leading rusher for the game was Jamal Williams. He had nine carries for 54 yards and a touchdown. Uh, DeAndre Swift had 11 carries for 39 yards. Uh, leading receiver was TJ Hawkinson. He had eight receptions for 98 yards and a touchdown. Uh, and then DeAndre Swift was second with Eight receptions for 65 yards and a touchdown. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, not really much to talk about. <laughs> they looked pretty bad. Um, Tracy Walker led the team in tackles with seven. Uh, one of them was the team's soul sack. Um, so tell me if you've heard this before, but we have no pass rush. I say every single year they have no pass rushers. It's pretty sad. Uh, it is to mention that Levi Onzerike, the second round pick defensive tackle. Um, he was unable to play. He is, he's kind of banged up. Uh, he might be back this week. We'll see, you know, they got an extra day to prepare. Uh, other things to know is, Panay Sewell, he did a really good job. He had a kick out to left tackle because Taylor Decker was hurt. Um, so they moved Matt Nelson to right tackle. 
Sewell did a really good job. He was matched up with Nick Bosa like pretty much the whole game. And I think Bosa only got two hits on on Goff. Yeah, um, I did notice that throughout the game. And uh remember noting when the commentators made note of it. Yeah, uh, Sewell, you got pretty fired up a few times, like celebrating and stuff. And it was just nice to see that kind of energy and personality, I guess, mm-hmm. on the team. Uh, the last thing to note is that Jeff Okuda is out for the season now because he ruptured his Achilles tendon. So he's he's definitely done for the season. I said he's probably done being having any upside through his career because guys usually don't come back from Achilles injuries. Like they'll play, but they won't be. They're like a shell of what they used to be. That's a pretty serious injury. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wasn't crazy about the draft pick when they made it. So that was uh do your job, right? The do your job guy. Do your job. Was it the were you talking about when the coach like reamed him out? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was a that was a thing to talk about too. Uh I love seeing that. Akuda like blue coverage for a touchdown against Debo Samuel. Uh, and then on the broadcast, they show the defensive backs coach just tearing into him, <laughs> just like screaming at him. And yeah, that was, uh, you like to see it, I guess. Yeah. It, I think he said, do your job like 10 times. <laughs> yeah. It's probably just a case of trying to do too much kind of deal. Um, yeah. I guess the main takeaway I'll give them is that they didn't give up. Mm-hmm. They fought the whole time. That was nice to see. Uh, it looks like Dan Campbell's got them, you know, willing to go out there and do whatever it takes. You know, even if they're getting blown out, they didn't panic. They, you know, they kind of picked it up and just kind of went for it, showed some heart. So that was nice to see. Yeah, that was, that was surprising. I mean, you know, I mean, this year is going to be kind of what we expect. Um, I said I thought there might be kind of like a surprise win in there somewhere, but for them getting so far behind and how things were going, I did not think that they were going to uh, make a game of this one. Yeah. You want to know what's funny? One thing I just now realized. You looked in the mirror? No. Oh. Wah, <laughs> <laughs> wah. Um, so the last regime was from New England and they mm-hmm. were desperately trying to be the Patriots. This team reminded me more of the Patriots than that team. <laughs> think about think about the offense. The wide receiving core pretty much sucks. They have like nothing. The leading re- receiver was a tight end. The other two leading receivers were running backs. And they ran the ball a lot. And fairly well. That is pretty funny. <laughs> That's to point what out. New England does. I'm not saying Goff is Tom Brady because he's definitely far from that, but <laughs> yeah, because Brady wouldn't have thrown that terrible pick six. Yeah. No, that's funny to point out. Yeah, it's, it's something that it, it just like dawned on me. But yeah, that's pretty much all I got for the review. It was there were some things that were interesting. That it's going to be a rough year for receivers and defensive backs. Cause we just have like a collection of 
wide receiver threes and fours out there starting. (laughs) I would say it might be kind of exciting to see somebody have the opportunity to step up, but I don't. Cephas had a few nice catches. Yeah. He showed that he's, he's got some, you know, vertical ability. He might not be the fastest guy, but he can, he's good with some jump balls. He had a really nice catch on a, um, touchdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and I think that it'll mainly be that they'll more so stay in their position of being kind of the, that receiver three. Yeah. I don't think anybody's going to really shine and be like, Oh my gosh, you need to be moved to first position. Yeah. But, oh yeah. And Tyro Williams got banged up too. He's in a concussion protocol. Ah. He was probably their number one receiver by default. <laughs> uh, Lions and concussions. Jeez. Yeah. Well, if that wasn't exciting enough for you guys, then you should be super thrilled for the rivalry game this coming Monday night. Oh, hooray. Yeah. Monday night football. Oh, if you guys have listened to the show before, you know my thoughts about any game that's not Sunday at one. I hate it. I hate the four o'clock ones because you sit there and wait for the game. I hate Sunday night football because you sit around all day waiting for it. And I hate Monday night because you um, have to stay up late and watch the Lions get destroyed. And it's they always have to play in freaking Green Bay mm-hmm. against a Packers team that struggled royally against the Saints. They scored yeah. three points and they have <laughs> yeah. Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback. <laughs> I know. See now some people are saying that he's like throwing in the towel and wanting to be traded, which I think is kind of legit, you know, because yeah. he's a pompous ass. So I could see that <laughs> happening, <laughs> but Mike, I'm not sure about this game because I feel like he hates the lions. Yeah. And so I don't know if he would be like, okay, let's just throw this one. Does he hate the Lions more than he hates the Packers right now, though? Uh, yeah, see, that's the thing that I'm not sure about. <laughs> He's like, do I really want to make this franchise mad or do I enjoy beating up the Lions all the time? Yeah, I don't know. I think he's going to – I think some of it was he's really not motivated to play because he doesn't want to be there. But I think at the same time, too, he was getting frustrated. So I think he's probably to come out and light it up this Monday night. Yeah. I can't see Aaron Rodgers having like two bad games like that in a row. Mm-hmm. If it was maybe a Sunday one o'clock game, maybe it wouldn't be that big of a deal to him. But yeah, primetime Monday night, he'll probably. Yeah. He'll get all the attention. That's what he likes. Yeah. Um, you know, other than Rodgers, they got Devontae Adams is probably their best offensive weapon um you know since the whole team pretty much did nothing he didn't do too much but yeah he's definitely a top five receiver in the league he's pretty good mm-hmm. and basically the only wide receiver of note that they have i mean they got randall cobb but he's like in his 30s and hasn't done anything for a few years uh they also have aaron jones at running back uh he's been pretty solid for them um, again, he didn't look good this past week, but none of the Packers did. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, we got a um, memorable name. We got Rashawn Gary. 
yeah. he's been showing some flashes of stuff. Uh, and also with the defensive line and linebackers, they got Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith. Uh, both of those guys can get after the quarterback fairly well. So I'm sure Goff's going to have some trouble with them. Um, they have Clark, too, the big defensive tackle. He's a pretty good forester in the middle of the line. Uh, other than them, in a the secondary, they got Jair Alexander. He's a pretty good corner. Uh, Lions don't really have much for wide receivers, so his job should be pretty easy. <laughs> I think uh, whoever has to take on Hawkinson is going to have a harder job. But yeah, that's I. I think Rogers is going to come out pissed off and embarrassed by last week and and blow it up. <laughs> You see what happens. It's like somebody has an off game, and then the next week they play the Lions, and get back on track. That's always what happens, right? Yeah. Oh man. Well, yeah. I I don't know. Like I was saying at the beginning of it, I'm kind of fifty fifty on it. Where it's just like, is Rogers committing to the crash and burn or not? So it's really kind of a coin toss. The uh, spread isn't very much on it. It's 10 and a half, which uh, I feel like that's not too surprising. I mean, with how well the yeah. Lions did against the 49ers, I feel like that's not bad. And how, yeah, how poorly the Packers played. Yeah. So exciting times for Monday Night Football. Yeah. Woohoo. Uh, but we definitely will get more into some details when we do our predictions so anything else to go over before we switch gears no i think that's pretty much it all righty then well we have the michigan game to talk about before we talk about their upcoming game as michigan took down washington 31 to 10 night game maze out in the big house Great atmosphere, a whole lot of running, and next to nothing for passing. <laughs> um, I think because I'll be interested to see. Uh, we have one voicemail. We're gonna have our segment of sounds with Stephen. Um, so we have a voicemail from Stephen that I'm gonna play here in a second because I I just want to see what he has to say because uh, it might be some of the things that I want to cover. And then uh, we'll just dive right into it. So let's go ahead and play his voicemail and move forward. What's going on, fellas? Stephen Brown Ill, at Illogical 3. Not illogical, it's ill and logical. Like, ill is a slang term, like, you know, something dope or fresh. Like, if you don't get it by now, you just ain't getting it, man. But last night, I'm actually watching replay right now. I was at work, but I got to watch a, a good portion of the last quarter. These guys look good, man. I mean, I do. I, for some reason, I hear some Michigan fans complaining about 44 passing yards. But like Jim Harbaugh said, man, he, he was a little bit worried about their DBs. When you don't have to throw, why throw? I mean, they can't stop the run. So guess what? Run on now, is the, is the throwing a concern? Not necessarily, because once again, you didn't have to. I mean, 
Washington is good in the secondary. They just suck up front. So they got they got abused, and that's what you do. For you who don't know football, you take advantage of weak spots. Washington's weak spot was stopping the run. So you run on that. Michigan could have gone for no yards, and they won by 21 points. What does that tell you? Every game plan is not the same. But against Washington, it was simple. They can't stop the run. So 31 to 10, if you're complaining about that, man, I mean, you just – you need some some water and some some rest and maybe therapy, man. I don't know. Um, the defense looks better, looks awesome. The culture problem that they were talking about had to have been done, Brown. Man. I mean, some of the other things. Maybe Joe Milton. You see him in Tennessee. He's not doing well. Like a lot of uh, Michigan fixed a lot of issues with a lot of hires and some firings and some transfers. So I'm thankful. Um, that culture was bad. Some of these some of these people there were just bad, and I hope that Jim Harbaugh's learned his lesson. Um, everybody looks better. Well, except for Vincent Gray, I got to get back on it. He, I mean, he doesn't look better. Javon Green doesn't look better. But you know, overall, Aiden Hutchinson is a monster. Dax Hill is good. Blake Corum should be in the you know Heisman running. Maybe not top three, but definitely top ten. I'm just glad they look better. I'm looking forward to seeing how they. They do the, the next three or four games. But, you know, it, 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 it's great to see Michigan getting back to Michigan football. They have an identity now, which is running. So, hey, you got to love it. Go Blue. All right, Stephen, thank you for that. Um, yeah, so very interesting game because, I mean, they ran because it worked. And then it also came out, I think, after the game that there are maybe there was something before the game, but I didn't see until afterwards that uh, Washington defensive player uh, mentioned something that they were specifically going to stop the run and make it so that Michigan couldn't run. So that put all the more emphasis on it. Now, I'm going to go to the first half and address something that specifically kind of like uh, came up on social media where again, uh, someone I talked to frequently on there was getting frustrated with the situation um, on just running the football. That, now, granted, this was either when it was like three to zero or 10 to zero, maybe, you know, two possession game, low scoring, no clue how things are going to turn out. And it's run, mm-hmm. run, 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 or maybe a screen sideline pass. Um, I had a conversation with him right after, and this is where I took issue with it right after Michigan had a second and 15 that turned into like a third and 15 and they kept running the ball. And I just like, I rolled my eyes. Cause I was like, okay, running the ball when you have success, I get that, but you will also sometimes just have to pass the ball. Yeah. Like, what are you expecting is going to happen on sec- on third and 15? <laughs> like, are you just trying to get in a better position to punt the ball? Right. I mean, that sends a message to me, like from just watching it, where I feel like you're not trusting your quarterback at all. And where are you going to be giving him a game time experience for when you have to throw the ball? So I took an issue at that point where I was just like, this kind of sucks. It's a 10 point game, you know, not putting up a lot of points. And here they are in an obvious passing situation and they're not even trying. 
that was where I took issue with it. Other people went their own direction. I don't know exactly what was said and everything, but that was where I saw Michigan football that we've seen for the past six years of them getting, I don't know what you want to call it, like uh, uh, headstrong or just, just stuck on their ways and refusing to kind of like, like Don Brown, like just this, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. And we're not going to waver, not making adjustments. You know, this is what we're going to do no matter what. And so when they had that obvious passing situation, I was just like, this is ridiculous. Now, granted, come the second half, it worked out. And I was more than happy to see that. And more than happy to see how things ended too. They did get relatively fortunate because that Washington player made that boneheaded move that made it so that uh, Michigan was able to go down for the touchdown. Cause if otherwise, otherwise it would have been like 10 to 17 at one point or one possession mm-hmm. game again. So, I mean, p- pump the brakes a little bit. I'm out. I, I am glad with what I saw with most of it. I mean, there was, there was a lot of positive to take away. I mean, there's always stuff to build on and everything. Um, a couple things that I feel like were not really talked a whole lot about was that um, Michigan allowed Washington to put up more yards against them at home than Montana did allowed when they were playing at Washington. So not a huge concern because like Washington could have been completely out of it last week and maybe they prep more for this week either way, but it's also kind of like Washington is definitely not going to be the strongest offensive team you're going to face. Like we knew that going in, they are down wide receivers. They are not doing that great. And they still put up 293 passing yards Mm -hmm. when they're down wide receivers. And everybody talked about how poor their passing game was. Yeah, I mean, Giles Jackson's probably their best offensive weapon. Yeah, now granted, they had um, Michigan shut down the run really well. They only allowed 50 yards. But, I mean, when you're watching other teams that Michigan is going to be facing later on in the year, they're going to be better offensively than Washington. Mm -hmm. So, I mean... There's a little bit of concerns there. Now, now this is this is where I come from, where it's just like in the past like six years, uh, maybe excluding like 2015, maybe 2016, majority of the time you don't see Michigan advance through the year. You don't see large things where it's just like, oh man, they are a completely different team now and so much better than they were at the beginning of the season. Michigan usually goes on like a roller coaster where it's just like, oh, this looks really good this week. Oh, this looks really bad this week. And then up and down, up and down. Uh, uh, that That's not to say that that can't happen, but because of the track record and everything that we've seen before, I am cautious about it because we say, okay, here are these things. Here are these things that need to improve throughout the year. We say we usually say that almost every year, and most of the time it doesn't happen. So here's a new one, new a uh, lot of new coaching staff members. 2021, we'll see. Uh, as Stephen pointed out, a little bit different culture, which I agree is huge and important for making these changes. So hopefully that's the case moving forward. 
and only time will tell. So what, uh, what were some things, did you have anything from the Washington game that you kind of took away or wanted to share? Um, man, I, I kind of agree with, with Steven, like if you're able to run the ball that well, you might as well just keep doing it. But at the same time, there was, you know, times, you know, like you mentioned with that, that third and long, like, what are you really expecting running a, a dive up the middle? I'm like third and 15 or whatever. Uh, what are you really expecting with that? And, you know, at, I mean, at the time too, it's not like we were like super far ahead. I feel like it's, it's almost like they don't fully trust McNamara to throw the ball. I mean, it's not like our wide receiving core is amazing or anything, but yeah. And I understand I, I have a feeling that- like it's, it's early in the season your running game is working really well, but like teams are going to catch on to that. And like defenses, you know, defenses from better teams are going to like shut that down. They're just going to start loading the box up. Like you're going to eventually have to pass. Um, I guess, you know, like we were running the ball so well, I, I understand it. But at the same time, it's like you're going to have to get like some passes in there so you're not so one-dimensional and easy to defend. Yeah, some game-time experience. Because like that was the thing, too, where it's just like, okay, you have Western Michigan and Northern Illinois to work that in. Mm-hmm. But the previous week playing Western Michigan, McNamara only threw the ball 11 times. Yeah. And then they put – McCarthy in, which I thought was cool that they put him in so early because Michigan has never really done that, bringing right. in a backup quarterback. And I was like, oh, you know, it's nice to get him in, you know, give him some experience. But then he only threw the ball six times. So, <laughs> I mean, at, at at one hand, I get it. But at the other, it's just like, I don't want it to be, oh, we're going to pass the ball now when we have to. And you don't have a ton of great game time experience playing against a good defense. Right. Because if you're just going to run it against a good passing defense, and then you get stuck in a situation where you're just against a good defense that's going to be able to stop you running and passing, mm-hmm. that's going to suck. So I don't know. That's my two cents. Yeah, I would definitely agree on that. Um, maybe this week we get a, a little bit more of that. I don't know. <laughs> With uh, Northern Illinois, I don't. Man, they seem pretty one dimensional too. But I mean, we can get into that when we talk about preview. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, if you don't have much else to say about Washington, we can walk right into that. I guess really all I have to say is that the defense did look better, but the secondary still looks pretty vulnerable. And Aiden Hutchinson is like, a machine like he was like a one-man wrecking crew out there it was pretty crazy Mm -hmm. Uh, i saw something interesting Uh, i don't know if the person was meaning it i I don't think they were meaning it in a negative uh trying to be negative it was more so just kind of an observation but they said that hutchinson was playing how they felt that rashawn gary should have been playing (laughs) yeah that's true I get so, what they're saying. Yeah, it's not really negative, but it's just kind of like the expectations and so on and so forth. Uh, before yeah. jumping into t- 
talking about Northern Illinois, uh, Stephen did leave a very brief second voicemail that I just thought was too funny not to share. So, meanwhile, in Arizona, <laughs> uh, and that is in direct reference to Arizona blowing a game. Uh, with Don Brown as their defensive coordinator. <laughs> so I can't remember um, what the final mm-hmm. score that was and who they were playing. Oh, in, in reference to to Steven, uh, you forgot to mention, too, how Vincent Gray made that really nice pass deflection. Oh, yeah. And then, like, on the next play, he got toasted. <laughs> I text you like, oh, nice play by Gray. I was like, I wonder if Steven saw that. And then I was like, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind. Oh, yeah. Arizona got roasted by San Diego State 38 to 14. That's what that was. He must not have his his Viper that he needs. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. I think that uh, system's kind of broken. But anyways, uh, one, one last thing, funny thing that I have to mention. Um before moving into the preview for this upcoming weekend is that my son, so my daughter was gone for the night, uh, staying with a cousin at the grandparents. And so my son was home alone. So we wanted to do some special stuff for him. So he didn't feel like left out. So he did some stuff and then he wanted to have a, you know, a sleepover, whatever thing in the living room instead of like sleeping in his room. So, of course, I'm out there watching the game, and he wanted to watch the game. He's only six, doesn't really understand football a whole lot, and hasn't watched a lot, but he started to this year. So he was watching the game with me, and then all of a sudden, he was just like, oh, man, I think Michigan's going to beat Wendy's. And I was like, what? (laughs) He was like, Wendy's. And then I look at the screen, and it was the W logo for Washington, and he thought it stood for Wendy's. With with Dave Thomas, the starting quarterback. Oh my gosh, I don't even know. I just busted out <laughs> laughing. I I shared it on social media. If you guys saw that, <laughs> that was too perfect. So oh gosh, it's hilarious. Yeah, Michigan took down the almighty uh, Whoppers. <laughs> or wait, no, it's not the wait. Dude, is it their Whopper? <laughs> I was wasn't gonna correct you. I was gonna roll with it. Baconator, uh, or well, they have yeah, the baconator. The baconator. Yeah. Okay, I was trying to think because Whopper is uh Burger King. I I've thought they had a signature one, anyways. Whatever, I don't really eat there. So, probably, probably the baconator. What do I know? What <laughs> I know is that Michigan is going to be playing football again this Saturday at noon against Northern Illinois. Actually, I kind of forgot to check. Uh, it's on BTN, BT stupid. <laughs> Yeah, we we both have great feelings towards BTN, Ugh. a channel no one has. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Fox. Um, so yeah, <laughs> uh, Michigan is favored by twenty. Michigan now ranked twenty-five. <gasps> people uh, is favored by twenty-seven points with an over/under of fifty-four and a half. So last week. Um, Michigan got to play against former Wolverine Giles Jackson, and this week they get to play against former Spartan in Rocky Lombardi. 
So, Ray. yeah, he uh, now Northern Illinois has had some uh, interesting success and failure. They yeah. they went on the road and beat Georgia Tech twenty two to twenty one, and then they played Wyoming and they were getting rolled. And then mm-hmm. they made a big comeback, but they wound up losing at the end, uh, 50 to 43. Yeah. And I could tell you if Harrison Lee, their running back gets hurt, they're screwed. Yeah. The dudes had 53 carries for 323 yards in the last two weeks. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. They've got, uh, so heavy, <laughs> heavy on the rushing game. Yeah, th- those are some Chris Perry numbers there. <laughs> uh, their leading wide receiver only has 104 yards through two games. Uh, seven receptions, uh, wide receiver Richie. So, yeah, definitely a run-heavy offense, which I anticipate that Michigan is going to be able to handle well. Um, yeah, I would say they can handle that better than a pass-heavy offense. Yeah. Um, dang, he almost has more as much rushing yards as the team has passing yards. I believe it. Wow. Um, yeah, Lombardi, not exactly off to a hot start in two games. He has three touchdowns and three interceptions. Been sacked twice. I have a feeling that number is going <laughs> to... Um, jump up quite a bit <laughs> yeah so and uh they have six rushing touchdowns and three passing touchdowns so yeah more more running run 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 um looking at some of their stats they have where did i have it they're allowing 360 passing yards and they are allowing 464 rushing yards. So not exactly doing much defensively. That is going to seem too concerning for Michigan. Uh, It just looks like an ample opportunity for the running backs to get more yards. Mm-hmm. And if they choose to let McNamara get some experience passing, maybe this would be a good game to do it. Maybe. I don't know. Might be a good time. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think Rocky Lombardi is not going to enjoy playing Michigan again. Yeah, I don't know. He made us look bad last year with all of his passes that were underthrown by five yards. Yeah. Was he, but the was receivers he? had enough time to turn around, and give it back, and get it. Yeah, uh, they had time to like drink a cup of tea and catch it. <laughs> uh, I couldn't remember if he was the starter last year or not. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Well, things might work better this time around for Michigan, but yeah. So I, I mean, this one's a little bit easier to look at. And kind of talk about uh, compared to Washington, Washington, that was kind of that weird enigma. Um, Still, they're they're a decent team. They're a strong team, especially defensively. So, but 
Northern Illinois, one and one, as I said, uh, they've, they've got the ability to, to do some things offensively, but their defense just has holes in it. So I feel like this is going to be a lot like the Western Michigan game. Um, I think it's going to be a bigger margin of victory than the Western Michigan game against, uh, especially since uh, Michigan kind of has its identity with running. And then I think, man, I really wish that they would just go out there and focus on the passing just so that they can, you know, work out some things and get more, uh, not even just for McNamara, but also the wide receivers, the wide receivers need experience. Mm -hmm. Um, so I would really love it if they just did a 180 compared from last week and we're just like, okay, we're going to go out there and pass until they, until they can stop us. Right. And essentially test it out, you know, test out the different wide receivers, let McNamara do make game time decisions and do things like that. And of course, you know, sprinkle in some running and everything um, more than they did passing last week. But yeah, there's um, this is kind of one of those where you fully expect that Michigan is going to be able to handle it. Well, it's really going to be kind of a question on how it turns out and just, what Michigan decides to do. If Michigan decides to, I guess for better or worse, be stubborn and just be like, we're good at running. We're going to run every single week. Or if they're going to actually open things up for the passing game. Mm -hmm. So uh, did you look uh, anything up with Northern Illinois or? Uh, Only looked up to see, you know, who the quarterback was and then where most of their yards and points are coming from. Um, yeah, like you said, nothing really stands out on their defense. Uh, you could tell that by looking at the scores. <laughs> the, the shootout they were in with Wyoming. Um, yeah, man, I don't think they're going to really have much of a hard time with Northern, Northern Illinois. Yeah, most likely not. Um, I think, you know, we've got enough. We're just going to jump into predictions, final thoughts on everything, and then do uh, the locks and questions, unless you got anything right now. No, I don't think so. Rock. Okay. Well, let's uh, – do you want to do lines first? Kind of keep it in the same order? Go yeah, with lines let's do that. Then... All right. I'll let you go ahead and get started. Okay. Uh, like I said, I think the Packers are going to be back on track this week. Always seems to happen. Um, and I can't see Aaron Rodgers having two terrible games in a row. And I don't think it's just like, you know, working the rust off. I just, you know, everybody has a bad game here or there. You know, maybe he's trying to play bad because <laughs> he doesn't want to be there. Maybe he's not motivated. I don't know. I can't see that happening two times in a row and especially Monday night at home. So I think this is not going to be close. I think it's going to be Packers 41, Lions 24. I think the Lions will score some points, but I just I can't see the Lions beating the Packers at Lambeau on Monday night. Yeah. Oh, with Rodgers coming off like the worst game of his career. Just, I can't see it. Right. Now you said Lions 24, Packers 41, right? Yeah. Okay. All right, man. I 
I'm I think I'm with you. I don't think that um, prime time that Aaron Rodgers is going to let, you know, have a bad performance under the spotlight. So I think that they're going to put up some points. I don't think they're going to go quite as uh, high as you have them. And I don't know if the Lions are going to have as great of a performance in week two as they did in week one. So I'm kind of uh, bringing the total down a little bit. I think I'm going to go with the Lions 20 and the Packers 35. Okay. So not, not, not too crazy from what you had, but I just... I mean, it, it, whether they jump up, the Packers jump up to 35 or 41, that's going to be a big jump from three points in week one. So, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, I just can't see Rodgers having two bad games like that in a row. Yeah. And I think that Goff is going to struggle more this week uh, than last week with the defense that Green Bay has. And yeah. It's probably going to see that, but the Niners have a pretty decent defense, too. True. Not to discredit them there. That defensive Um, line that the Niners have is pretty stout. I do imagine that's going to be kind of a repeat on offense. You're going to see most of the work being done by Hawkinson and then the running back. So Mm -hmm. just rewatch last week, and it'll be pretty much the same thing on offense. (laughs) (laughs) Most likely. Same place, same everything. So, all right. Anything else? No, I don't think so. Let's get into Michigan. Rock. So, Michigan football, as I said, uh, 27 point favorite over Northern Illinois at home. They are uh, over under of 54 and a half. So this uh, this one, I feel like, is a little tricky, kind of exactly what I was just saying in the preview, where it's just like we don't really know what Michigan's going to do. I I really want to say and I really want to believe that they're going to try to take a more balanced approach, like almost specifically where it's just like, hey, if we do 10 running plays, we're going to do 10 passing plays and try to keep it really as even as possible. Um, so if that is the case then i think that well either way i think they're gonna run away with it and everything i guess that kind of just comes down to more yards passing or rushing uh i think michigan's not gonna have any problem with this i think it's gonna be gosh you know that they're gonna be putting up close to two touchdowns a, a quarter or so i'm gonna put my score being Michigan 45 and Northern Illinois 6. Okay. So what uh, what say ye? Uh, this was kind of a tough one to figure out because you know, Northern Illinois gave it such a good game to Georgia Tech, but at the same time, I think Michigan's going to run away with it. I don't think that they're going to score a crazy amount of points, but I, I don't know. I got them taking it uh, 35 to 10. 
I think Northern Illinois will get a touchdown, extra point, and then a field goal. So, don't want to go crazy with like, uh, you know, thirty-five to five. <laughs> Throw safety 35 in there. to one. <laughs> <laughs> this Canadian, they just kicked it out of bounds. <laughs> All right, Rock. Yeah, I um. You know, I, I think it's going to be a pretty even split game for the Michigan game, you know, with rushing and passing. And that's why I'm, I'm crossing my fingers for because I really want the passing game to get more experience, receivers and McNamara, because uh, I think that's important. I mean, I, I don't really care how good your running game is. You know, you need a passing attack as well, even if it's minimal. And please stop with the screen passes. Please. Yes, please. Oh my gosh. That, horrendous. That, how many hold on, how many passes did they have? Enough. Oh wow, he had fifteen passes. Shut up. He had fifteen passes. I call BS. Who took these stats? <laughs> but they had I wanna say they had four screen passes. Yeah, it was at least four. And they, none of them worked. <laughs> yeah. So they were pretty horrible. Thanks for that. All right, so then uh, we can jump right into locks of the week. Um, I suck because <laughs> I think it's back-to-back weeks that I've totally botched it. You kind of cheated a little bit with taking the Lions game. Just kidding. Uh, but you got your lock last week. Rocks. So um, apparently Ohio State sucks and Nebraska sucks. So I'm going to try a different team this week from the Big Ten. Uh, I'm going to say that Minnesota will not cover the negative two and a half against Colorado. So this is a Colorado team that's been looking pretty good. They took Texas A&M, which is, was ranked like in the top five, which was ridiculous in my opinion. Took them kind of down to the wire. Uh, wound up losing though last week. It's going to be at Colorado. They're going to be hungry for a win. I cannot imagine what the players that Minnesota has lost that they're going to win this game. So I'm not going to have them, them covering that two and a half. So Brandon NFL, what you got? Oh man. NFL is so hard to figure out. Like I feel like college is easier to figure out because they have returning, you know, a lot of the team is, I don't know. There's so many teams and there's so much uh, talent kind of spread out where like the NFL, everybody is typically fairly decent and any week is like kind of a guessing game. (laughs) Yeah. But from what I saw with the saints, um, you know, completely shutting down the Packers. Um, They're only favored by three and a half against the Panthers. Hmm. Who, they're both one and oh, and the Panthers, uh, they beat the Jets by five. So I don't know. I just I can't see any way that the, the Saints don't cover that three and a half. All right. Saints cover three and a half against Panthers. Got you down for that. You're locked in now. There's no way oh. out. Because <laughs> <laughs> watch out. Lock All up right. with Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> Over the top. 
Um, now we finish things off with our questions of the week. Uh, I'll jump in right away here uh, with the Michigan question week. Uh, this really, I feel like, is super up in the air. So I am going to put it out there. We talked about the rushing game last week. You know, it was the first time since 2017 that they had back-to-back games with over 200 yards rushing. They actually obliterated that yardage. But so this week, will McNamara throw for over 150 yards? Man, against Western, he only threw like 136. Okay, so. Brandon, I'm yes, gonna sir. say I'm gonna say no. <laughs> I think the run game is gonna do so well that they won't have to pass that much. I am doing this out of hopefulness <laughs> and almost begging that they do this, and I'm gonna say yes. That McNamara will have over 150 passing yards. Please, Michigan, please. <laughs> You'll All have right, 151. Uh, no, they'll probably have 149. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What, uh, or actually, no, it'll probably be 150. And so we both lose. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Uh, what do you got for Lions? Oh, man. So I talked about Rogers always giving the Lions a tough game, especially at home and on Monday night. And he never seems to have back-to-back bad games. So mine is um, Aaron Rodgers over under two passing touchdowns. I'm going to see over. Two passing. I think he's going to go crazy. Over. Um, I'm going to take the over on that too. Watch, you'll do something stupid like it. Two passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Well, if it makes you feel any better, uh, we had a huge jump from week one to week two. We had, we only had, now granted, Lions didn't play, so we didn't have as many uh, chances to get points in week one, but we only had two points after week one. After this week, we jumped from two points to nine. Fuck. We got, uh, we both got the win cover under for Michigan. We got the lose and not cover for the Lions. You got your lock. And then I got the uh, 200 rushing yards, and we both hit Hawkinson for the most receiving yards. So not too shabby. All right. Well, uh, that's it for this week. We thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate it. Don't forget to call the voicemail if you are ever interested in sharing your opinion. Uh, you can always leave uh, the call. It is 551-BLUE-BRO, 551-258-3276. I totally won that, so it could be wrong. I wasn't looking at that time. Uh, yeah, hopefully you guys enjoy the game Saturday and I know Brandon is going to thoroughly enjoy the Monday night game. Oh yeah. All right. Well, until next time we'll finish off with go blue. Go blue.